0: doing how you feeling how you living thanks for joining me today it's your girl akua your host for dem coins podcast where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value manage and increase their income and crush their financial goals and we have a phenomenal guest today, Ms. Carrie Olson. She is a voice actor extraordinaire, and she's gonna help those of us who are interested in getting into voice acting either as a side hustle or a full-fledged business. Enjoy. Hey, y'all, I hope you're doing well. Happy Tuesday, I know you could be listening to 10,000 other podcasts, but you're here with me and I am so very grateful. And if you're enjoying the content, please be sure to write a review wherever you are listening. Now on to today's topic. So you know, side hustles have become very, very popular, um, you know, in our society today as a ways to make income um, while working your nine to five. And many people have side hustles that kind of just start off from you know a love of doing something, and they turn to full fledged businesses. And that's certainly what has happened to our guest, Carrie. So who is Carrie? Carrie Olson is not a big talker, but you've probably heard her voice while listening to Pandora, watching Hulu, or even flipping through TV channels, if you're still into that. (laughs) As a voice actor, she is given a voice to brands like REI, Home Chef, DreamWorks, TNT, Netflix, and many others. Previously a corporate e-learning designer, she funnels that expertise into her online courses, blog, and Facebook group where she shares her knowledge and passion for voiceover and op- and entrepreneurship. Having launched her first solo course in 2015, she now has taught thousands of students through her programs and is one of the most prominent influencers in the industry, appearing regularly at conferences in summits and on podcasts like this one. She feels blessed to run her business from her home studio in Kansas City, Missouri, while raising her two young daughters with her husband. And I think you all will really, really like this episode because we've managed to put in some tips for anyone thinking about any type of side hustle. And we've also got some specific tips just for voiceover work. And also, um, y'all, there's going to be some references to the snow that happened in February of this year. Um, I, I guess you can probably tell I'm a bit of a type A personality. And so we recorded this all the way back in February, but hey, it's all good. Information is still relevant. So, without further ado, let's get into this interview. DC family, today we have a very special guest, Miss Carrie Olson. Yay! Hey, thanks for having me, Akua. Well, how you doing? How you feeling?
1: I'm I'm pretty good. It's uh, we're recording right now in February, and it is cold. Yes, it is. Oh, and I should have mentioned this before we hit record. Uh, if everything goes blank, there might be a power outage there. That's a possibility. Um, so if that happens, I'll, I'll join back in for my phone.
0: I gotcha. Cause the weather has been awful and okay. Yeah. So you're in Missouri. You're in the Midwest like me. Okay. Yeah. Where are you in the Midwest? Oh man. In Chicago. So we're just buried oh, here. You. We're not. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we are not, uh, we're not going anywhere. So. <laughs> DC family, we're going to learn a little bit about how Carrie even got started in voiceover work, and then she's going to give us some tips. So, Carrie, to sort of doing voiceover work, so you were doing um, corporate e-learning designing, and so how did you even find out about voiceover work and even how you you could get paid to do this? Like, how did you even find out about this?
1: Yeah, so that is, that's a story that I am, you know, totally a, a God thing, you know, because I was, my husband and I were doing uh, something called TV talk. It was a network of podcasts back a long time ago where I was narrating. No, I was hosting these shows where I would watch a television show and then have a, a host and we would discuss it. And we were getting paid to, to be part of this network. And, uh, because before that I started, do you, do you know the show Downton Abbey? Do you like, or did you watch? it? Yes, okay.
0: absolutely. Shout out to WTTW. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. So I was doing this, uh, podcast on the show Downton Abbey, and it kind of picked up some momentum and then uh so this network found out and they were like hey we're starting this this thing would you want to be one of our first hosts and i was like sure so we're doing this for a while my husband is producing these podcasts and one day um there was like a we had this uh, community in facebook and we were like hey let's support each other's other shows outside of tv talk and so just pick someone from the network and uh, listen to their show And just be like hey listen to your show so i go into the community i pick a random person didn't know who he was and i'm listening to his show on the way to work and it was the latest episode i did not pick it based on what the topic was but it happens to be this interview of a voiceover talent and this is right after i had my my first daughter and i was Really wanting to to have work that I could do, where I wouldn't have to leave the house. I wanted to be able to work from home and spend more time with her, but again, that wasn't the reason I started listening to this. I was just like, okay, let me turn it on. I'm going to listen, you know, support my network. And so I'm listening, and right way through, a light bulb went off, and I was like, wait, she's talking about this job that she does from home using her voice. We're already podcasters. I've already narrated some of my own courses because I'm creating online training, and she's supporting her family doing this. And I was like mind blown, you know? And so I get home and I'm like talking to Derek. I'm like, I think I want to try this thing. I'm going to buy coaching from this lady. And I did. And I mean, from then on,
0: I was obsessed, obsessed with voiceover. Oh, wow. That is so cool. That seems so serendipitous how you came across voiceover work. Oh, wow. But like you said, you know, it's pretty much like a God moment. Wow. That is awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I I was just going to say that I still, you know, my husband and I are still just like in awe of how that happened because it wasn't my, like, what's let me, well, voiceover looks cool. Let me look into that. It was, you know, just no. Um, so yeah, (laughs) we're still blown away by how that happened.
0: So you all can't see it, but Carrie has a really, really nice setup. It looks super professional. So when you first decided um, to take this woman's course, was your booth setup as nice as it is right now? Or, you know, was it a little more basic? How did your setup look for your voiceover work?
1: Yeah, so I, it was actually one-on-one coaching it was how we, um, well, it was my first introduction to, to training and voiceover. But yes, I started out from scratch. I had microphones actually. We happened to, when we started podcasting, my husband and I, we bought microphones that were actually decent voiceover microphones, which is rare. If you look at most podcasting microphones, I wouldn't necessarily recommend all of them to pursue a professional voiceover career, but we had bought this uh, these condenser microphones that were actually studio quality. And so that's what I used my first year of voiceover. So I recorded you know, national TV commercials on these microphones that we've you know, been using for podcasting, but we were recording out of our spare bedroom and eventually moved into my closet and recorded out of my closet for a few years.
0: Yeah, that is so true. You can get some really good sound quality out of small confined spaces. I thought of um recording my podcast in my closet as well because you can get really good sound quality. That is so true. So yeah, so then Carrie, you you know, you start doing some voiceover auditions, you start booking. And so at what point did you say to yourself, Oh wow, like this isn't just a side hustle. Like this is a full-fledged business.
1: That happened after the third job that I booked. That was when my husband and I looked at each other and thought, All right, I think that this this deserves some more, more time and input because we, you know, at the time I had a newborn baby uh, was working in the evenings and weekends. That was the only time I could do it. Although uh, I had the occasional lunch break of going out to my car and recording an audition or something like that. Um, And yes, there was a studio that was like within a mile of where I worked. And so there was one time I left work uh, lunch break and recorded a session at this place and came back to work.
0: Oh wow. So there
1: were there were a few things like that. But for the most part, you know, I'm working evenings and weekends, doing auditions. And after the third job I booked, which was a national radio campaign, that's when we were like, okay, we we're going to go all in on this. And we we were just crazy enough and just risk takers enough to be like, let's do it.
0: That is so cool. Yep. You had a supportive um husband that said, Hey, babe, let's do it. That is great. Have your own voiceover work, and then you have coaching on the side, and then you have such a beautiful family. Oh, thank you. You balance, you know, being a mother, being a wife, having young children. How do you balance all of this work?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of kindness. I think that over the past like year and a half, there's been uh I have become okay with just being kind to myself. And so that has been a big part of, you know, if you're working mom guilt, I don't think, goes the way. <laughs> Whether, you know, whichever route you choose, there's going to be some man, am I doing this right? Or, oh, I wish there was a little bit more time here, or at least there, there can be, if you choose to, to engage in, in that. So I think the kindness part comes in saying, um, this is, these are the, the intentional choices that I'm making. And, you know, my, uh, my family is going to, you know, I get to spend a lot of time with my girls. And that was the whole point was I didn't want to be commuting. And, uh, you know, there was a 40 minute commute away to work and I was away eight hours. And so I come home and yes, I'm working, but I'm here and I'm present. Uh, you know, so being able to have work hours and then hours that are family hours and you know, the, it, Changes with seasons, so there have been seasons where I've worked a lot more, and then seasons when I've been able to spend more time with family. And I think having a big picture view of all of those things, and just breathing—you know, just being like, okay, this is—we've um, n- not to say, well, we've got twenty years to get this right, you know, with our kids, but this is a—it's a long-term project. So I don't need to um, be perfect in every single. Moment, if that makes sense, like there are going to be things that, um, you know, like the the busy seasons, and and then there are going to be seasons that are that are lighter.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love that because on this platform, I also try to uh, uh, preach grace when you're dealing with your you know, your finances as well, and I think that's so good that also in your professional life. You have to give yourself some grace. <laughs> we want we all want to be superman and superwoman, but ultimately, yeah, we've got to give ourselves some grace. So then with um with man with managing uh your business, what type of software and systems do you have in place to make sure you know the books are looking good and everything is nice and in order?
1: Yes, I am a big believer in systems and software and in outsourcing. So- so um, when it comes to my finances, I use QuickBooks. I started out using Xero, X-E-R-O, and I love that. So I was using that for invoicing and tracking um, you know, income. And when I hired my, I have an accountant that helps and they use QuickBooks. And so their system integrated better with QuickBooks. So that's, we switched over to using that. Um, trying to think of some other like really practical things. Um, that I use, so my CRM that I use is CLOSE, C-L-O-Z-E, and i love telling the story about how i learned about clothes because i actually got hired to do their tutorial videos like the voiceover for them (laughs) so as i'm doing the voiceover i'm like oh this product is really great and so i go in, in and buy clothes but it integrates with your gmail and helps to categorize all of your contacts and it'll like make its best guess as to you know is this a family member is this a uh you know a someone that you like a colleague and then you can set updates on how often you want to reach out to them and it's just a really nice organizational tool um looking through actually looking at my computer right now to see what else (laughs) (laughs) organizational wise uh let's see i mean oh like google docs uh you know the gmail suite and then there's doc hub for uh like seeing PDFs. So when I get sent contracts and NDAs and things like that, I use Hub to sign, uh, so I don't have to print out, sign, and then scan back in.
0: Oh, oh yeah, that's good. Oh, because I um I've heard of QuickBooks, but never heard of Close, never heard of Zero. So those are some good resources. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So. When you, um, when, you, when you have those seasons when you're a bit busier and it's like, man, you, feel like you have work back to back, are there any kind of vocal things that you do? Do you like drink tea every five seconds? Like, are there any practical things that you kind of do to keep your voice nice and healthy? Definitely. And especially when my
1: kids started, when my older daughter started going to like preschool and being around other kids, she would bring home stuff in the wintertime. And so I would lose my voice, uh, you know, like once a year. And so I, you know, I'm always drinking water. So staying hydrated is huge. And avoiding, just avoiding things like yelling, avoiding whispering, avoiding clearing my throat um, trying to, uh, take care of my voice. If, you know, if I'm having to, man, do some voice matching or something where I'm having to, you know, have a really raspy voice. I want to make sure I'm trying to protect it in those cases. If, if I have to do it, you know, for a sustained amount of time. And then there's a concoction that I make that I learned about in one of my, uh, like voiceover groups. And so you, you chop up fresh ginger, fresh garlic and boil it in water so you kind of make a tea with this you boil it for like 20 minutes and then add in honey and cayenne pepper and i use manuka honey and so this is something you'll find me drinking and sipping um, through the winter particularly if there are times when i'm fearful that i'm gonna lose my voice or i have lost my voice um and when i do i always i go on total vocal rest as much as possible
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I wrote down the recipe for myself. <laughs> oh, that's good. So interesting because you mentioned whispering. I didn't know, is whispering bad for your your vocal cords or does it kind of strain your voice?
1: Yes. Yeah, like if you've lose your voice, you don't want to whisper.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. whispering actually-
1: total, total
0: vocal rest. Yeah. Oh. is better than whispering. Wow. So- So when you're at home, do you like walk around with signs like vocal rest with the children and everybody? Yes, I do. (laughs) We
1: have notepads. Communicate by writing things down.
0: (laughs) What do you want to eat for lunch?
1: Write it (laughs) down. Exactly. uh...
0: if I am, you know, f- just kind of getting started and I, you know, I don't really know where to start. What, what are the different sort of audition platforms and which one's your personal favorite when it comes to uh, voice auditioning?
1: Yeah. So there are, there are a, a lot now. Um, and there are more coming out to have their different, different um, setups. And so it's good to know what one offers, what their uh what their pricing structure is. And um so I'll name some, but I wanna preface that by saying that that would not be my my initial place that I recommend you go if you're first starting in voiceover. Um, because there are full-time you know voice actors that are auditioning on these platforms and so i would always say you want to get training first Uh, because a lot of times the first question is well okay great great. great. i want to do this tell me where i go to start booking this work and so i would definitely recommend training beforehand because even you know technical details about you know I, i was talking to someone once who couldn't figure out why he wasn't booking on a platform and I asked him to send me one of his auditions and the volume was so low. He didn't realize that he was sending in his audio so quiet that they, they couldn't hear it. Um, so that's one of the many reasons why I would say, you know not just for your vocal training, which is super important, but also just for the technical, how do I audition, right? Um, so making sure you have those things down before you go out and, and try to audition on platforms. But there are a lot of them. Um, there's voice123.com and that's one that has you know it's one of the larger platforms it's you know one of the more expensive ones to join you pay annually the nice thing about it is you have a direct connection with clients so there's um there's not a go between and you can invoice them and you directly so they're not taking a cut of any of the the work that you book so the different platforms you look at you'll see different Ways that they lay it out, you know, like oh, we'll take twenty percent, we'll take ten percent or fifteen, and you know, we pay annual or uh, monthly. So there's different different ways. Um, Let's see, there's Voiceovers.com, VoPlanet.com. There's Badalgo.com, B-O-D-A-L-G-O.com. And gosh, I know I'm going to leave some out here. Um, Yeah, those are those are the ones that I would. Recommend getting started with. There are others, and there's a larger one called voices.com that is huge, but it doesn't have a great reputation among voice actors. So just do do research before you, you go and sign up.
0: Oh, wow. Well, yeah. No, that, that is good because that is so true. You may be auditioning, your auditions may be fantastic, but your quality, you know, is not so great. And so then, why would someone, you know, hire you, but you don't know that stuff if you're not, you know, if you're not trained. And so with, uh, with your, with your training program, so if I'm, you know, I'm a voice or I'm a potential, you know, uh, voice actor. So what kinds of things would I learn, like fundamentally, if I roll like in your program? Sure. So we talk about uh, a lot of it is
1: the the psychology and the mindset you know I those are the things that I geek out about um, you know of course we'll talk about equipment and how to set up your home studio and editing audio and you know the acting piece you know visualizing your audience and having a a scene that you're that you're participating in that you're a character in rather than just you know reading the words on a page but I also really uh, love talking about Well, marketing, but also mindset, the mindset behind, you know, when you step in the booth to record and even the mindset behind how you handle quote unquote rejection. Um, It's called rejection a lot in this field because you hear more no's than yeses. And actually the no's are just silence when you don't book a job, you usually just don't hear anything at all. But I don't typically, I don't think of it as rejection. So, but there is a certain... Um, thickness of skin or just expectation proper expectation that you have to hang into that because if you go in thinking oh i'll do three auditions and i'll book something right away and then i'll be a full-time voice actor and it's going to be amazing uh you know that's just not the way that it that it works so um having the right expectation of not just what you can expect in terms of uh, you know auditioning and, and um what's realistic um, but also just having the right expectations about why you're doing it. You know, hopefully it's not just about making money and you know, if that is the case, then it's chances are, it's not going to be a long-term thing. You know, you have to love what you're doing. I love my work and I love the diversity of it. Um, so if you have that right, why behind what you're doing, then that can help to sustain you through the time is
0: slower. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. And I just feel like we're just like very much like a lot because mindset is so important. I think people kind of like, kind of want to skid over and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell me, just tell me how to do this and what mic to buy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But really that mindset is so important. So as you continue to work with and coach people, would you say that, mindset is what separates people who really succeed and kind of take off versus people who don't or is there something else that you feel is like the key sort of defining factor if you will that that's such a great question
1: i think that there is a combination you know um because you do have to be skilled at it too you know and in seeing the people who were just getting started there are people who will get behind the microphone for the first time and you're like oh my gosh like you've got, it. you know, that like that was, you know, we need to work on some, you know, some rough edges or things like that, but wow. And then there are others that it takes more time and that is okay. It's okay. You know, it is a skill. So I, I get people saying like, well, do I have the right voice for this? And it's like, well, it's, you know, your voice is definitely a part of it, but it's, it's a skill that, you know, um, so many of us not only had to develop to, to start booking in the first place, but we're continually getting training i'm still getting you know training so it is something that you're um that you actively can work on you know like like any skill
0: that is really good i love that you also talked about to continue, uh continue training. Cause I think sometimes in life we we have this like, if I do A, then I get B and that's it. <laughs> Where it's like, no, this is a bit more nuanced. I think um I was reading in some article somewhere that like LeBron James still spends like a million dollars on training. You're like, you're the best. Why do you need to do that? Because he's the best. That's, that's why what... he does it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what well, is so wow yeah, that was a lot of, that was a lot of really, really good gems in terms of mindset and then also practical pieces as well. So as you reflect, you know, upon your career, is there anything that you kind of wish you might've done differently or anything you've might've changed along the journey? I wouldn't
1: change anything. I don't think, you know, uh, yeah. And, the, I was just thinking this morning, even this is totally unrelated, <laughs> but I was thinking about marriage and how the journey really is just, um, you know, for, for me, I'm, I'm grateful for the journey. Like all of it been perfect and amazing and, you know, um, beautiful, romantic, common love story. Well, no, but my goodness, like I'm so much better for the journey. And I, I feel similar about, um, my voiceover career. Um, I'm really grateful for it. and i've I've learned a lot from it. and and it's still going. You know, I'm really excited to see what what is coming in the future. Um, the people and connections that I've made. And it has changed my life, you know, so profoundly, and not just because of the business, but personally, you know, the way I think about things and my confidence, even, because with voiceover, is a you know speaking of of mindset. There's a confidence that you have to have coming in to you know recording an audition. If you come in with them the mindset or attitude of well, I'm going to try to book this job. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm you know probably there's going to be a hundred people that audition for it. There's not much chance for me. Well, your your rate's not going to be that great. So you you come into it thinking, hey, I've got this. I've got the training to do this. This is and then you have fun. And then if if you do those things, when you send off that audition, my job's done. I'm I'm happy. I'm not tied to the outcome. I know that's that sounds ridiculous to say because obviously I have to make a living. I have to book work, right? So I, yeah. <laughs> I am quote unquote tied to the outcome, but I'm not stressing about it. Um and and again, that's that sounds like a very difficult piece, but I think that the the more you get to that place where you can have fun in your auditions, send it off. And then not only is it more enjoyable for you, but your performance actually is better. And so those are a lot of things that I've been able to take into personal life as well. So, uh, you know, I, at this point I would say I wouldn't change anything, I'm grateful for it.
0: Yes, oh, that is such a beautiful answer, absolutely. And I love that uh, you talk about, you know, that, that fine line of, you know, being confident saying, you know what, I got the goods, I studied, I trained, I did the work, I did, you know, the acting work and visual, visualizing, you know, um, circumstances and really creating characters and things like that. And so what would you say is probably um, your favorite and kind of your least favorite thing about the work?
1: My favorite thing, probably, it's got to be that I'm excited to do it every day. I, I love my job. There's there's really a the diversity work. You don't know necessarily. I mean, there's lots of different types of businesses. So there are some people who, you know, their whole business is they do phone prompts, you know, all day long, every day, that's what they do. So uh, there's not much diversity as far as the genre, but you know, they, they might have different types of companies. But my personal, the way that my business is, is, I have different types of work that I'm doing and that keeps it exciting. I am energized by it. Um, I feel like I'm using my gifts. Um, so uh, that that's huge. And then, you know, obviously just the the way that I'm able to be with my family. You know, I'm in my home studio in my house right now. So that's a huge gift. Um, The least favorite thing about this work, it is it's very isolating. And I'm an introvert, so that it takes a while for that to really start weighing on me. But it it does, you know. So it's good to go to conferences, and it's good to do, you know, meetups, you know, virtual and in person uh, when that's possible. And uh, you know, it's nice to be able to go to studios and things like that to interact with people and, and collaborate. Um, but yeah, it's a very, you know, something you can do out of your closet. So <laughs>
0: it's very <laughs> nicely. Yes, absolutely. So I kind of wanted to piggyback off of the previous question because another question just came up <laughs> as I was as you were speaking. Um so you talked a lot you talked a lot about um confidence and so and mindset, really mindset being key. How do you audition and kind of do what what I personally call is kind of set it and forget it. Like how do you put your best work forward and then not think about, oh snap, I should have done, you know, that inflection over there. I did this wrong. How do you kind of just say, okay, that's it. I'm gonna leave it. Like how do you do that? I'm gonna say that a
1: lot of that it comes from having done it so many times. So I think it it gets easier the more that you do it. Uh, And also gets easier the more that you see it work. Uh, when, when I first started doing it, it was kind of like this fake it till you make it because I knew intellectually that my performance was going to be better if I was confident. So I kind of like faked this confidence, you know, I would say I'm, I'm amazing at this, you know, just to kind of have that, that mindset going into it, because again, I just, Knew intellectually that it should be there. So even if I wasn't feeling that genuinely, I'm going to fake it, right? I'm acting anyway. uh And then the more that you see that work, and then the more that you do it, I think it just gets easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All oh, that is so good. Yeah. Repetition. Yeah. Practice really does kind of make permanent. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> it's very like cliche, but it really does though. The more you do it, the more you get comfortable with just kind of setting it and forgetting it kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, you dropped so many really good actionable things for anyone who is even remotely interested in doing voiceover work. Um, And so this portion is kind of like the wrap up part of um, the podcast. So I'm just going to ask just some quick wrap up uh, questions. So the very first one is, what is your current favorite piece of advice or your current mantra that you're living by right now?
1: Hmm yeah I just looked up. Uh, I've something written on my um monitor right now, and um,'m trying to think if there's anything else that's even more kind of present right now. Um, I talked some about kindness earlier, but I think there's something around, yeah, i I would say right now, um what I'm trying to to cultivate more of in my life is seeing things from other people's perspectives. And I think that my work is really relevant in that because that's what I'm doing every day. You know, when I'm reading words, I'm reading the words of someone else and trying to say them as if they're my own. And I think that that is something that is really, oh man, just it, that's kind of my heart for, you um, for for every for us right like I, I want us to be able to to step in other shoes in a, in a less judgmental way and just sit with it right like and not try to be well what's right and what's you know just let let people's stories be and and sit with it um so i'll say that i know you said it's rapid and i went on for <laughs> oh
0: no that's <laughs> no one worries. story there <laughs> <laughs> no worries yeah, i've had like 5 minute answers and i love it i'm like please <laughs> like, <laughs> yes Oh, I love that. It said, let other people's stories just be. I think sometimes we're always trying to like quantify and like, (laughs) you know, make judgments. And that is so true. Yes. So um, the second question is a a bit of a lighter one. What is your favorite food or drink? Okay. Mm -mm -mm
1: -mm. Favorite food. I'm going to say creme brulee. A good creme brulee.
0: Oh, yes. That yeah. sounds good. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the last one is, what do you want to be remembered for?
1: You know, I I feel like just being authentic. And I, I say that word, I kind of like hesitated in the middle of it. <laughs> I don't know that I need people to say that I was authentic, but I, I want to be uh, satisfied with knowing that I lived my life um, in an authentic way, you know, for me. So, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. So where can people reach out to you if they want coaching and additional uh, guidance? In the voiceover industry. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, so my website is com. I'll spell spell those because there's like 36 ways to spell Carrie, I think, and two ways to spell Olson. So it's C A R R I E O L S E N, and then V O as in voiceover. So Carrie dot and yeah, I have a so a bunch of resources there. So
0: love to see you over there. Awesome! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks, Akua. Yes, um, and another one. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know I did. Carrie is such an amazing person, and I know you all can probably feel her presence through her voice, but she has such a sweet, sweet spirit, and she offered so many good um, mindset gems as well as practical, systematic gems when it comes to. being a voiceover actor, um, and just side hustling in general. And my two main takeaways was one, be kind to yourself. Many of us are juggling a lot of different, um, balls. (laughs) I I didn't know another word. Many of us are juggling a lot of different things in our lives. Okay. And so be kind to yourself Yes, be um, persistent and consistent, but be kind to yourselves. And also the other takeaway on the more practical side is to get the training first prior to auditioning. You don't want to be expending hours upon hours sending and recording different auditions and you don't have the proper toolkit to um, audition for, uh, for voiceover work. So shout out to all the side hustlers out there. If it's not voiceover work, uh, whatever it is that you're doing on the side, whether you're making plates and preparing food for folk, you know, whether you're doing some notary work, whatever it is, keep pushing. I believe in you. And if you want to make your side hustle a full-time business, there are carries all across the globe making it happen and you can do it too. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to reach out to me via email. Hello at DemCoinsOnline.com. Also feel free to check us out on Instagram, Dem.Coins. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? (laughs) I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.